Chapter 8 The Joy of Being There is nothing extraordinary, complicated, or difficult about recognizing our essential nature and accessing its innate peace and happiness. If our thoughts, feelings, and perceptions are dense and heavy, then the light of being will seem to be dimmed by them. Our self will be endarkened by experience. Enlightenment is simply the thinning of the layer of thoughts and feelings that veil being, just as clouds dissipate to reveal the ever-present sky. Terms such as enlightenment, awakening and liberation have become so laden with association and misunderstanding that the truth to which they point is often overlooked. They tend to confer an extraordinary or exotic flavor on the simple recognition of our own being, implying it is a marvelous event that happens to a few special people, either spontaneously or as a result of strenuous discipline and practice. Far from being extraordinary or exotic, our own being is the most ordinary, intimate and familiar experience. By comparison, the taste of tea, a feeling of sorrow or a thought about work tomorrow is exotic. What may be extraordinary are the cultures to which many people have traveled intellectually if not physically in their quest for peace and happiness. People conflate the unusual traditions and customs of such cultures with the simple recognition of their own being and imagine, as a result, that it requires special practices, circumstances or relationships. All these are distractions, albeit refined ones, from the simple knowing of our own being, from which one must sooner or later return. These cultures may hold the promise of the transcendent or mystical, appealing to our intuition that the fulfillment of our longing for peace and happiness is not to be found as an extension of our ordinary experience. However, beneath our thoughts and feelings and their expression in activities and relationships, we are all the same. If we had been able to take samples of the sense of being myself from people at different periods in history, and from different cultures, before their knowledge of their self was qualified by any particular experience, each sample would be identical. Being never changes. Sooner or later, we see with absolute clarity that the peace and happiness for which we long above all else can only be found within our own being, and as a result, we return to our self from the adventure of experience. What is traditionally referred to as enlightenment is not an evolution or a development of our self. It is simply the revelation of the self that lies at the heart of all experience, irrespective of its content. The self we always and already are, but have overlooked due to the clamor of experience. The word revelation comes from the Latin revelare, meaning to lay bare. Enlightenment is simply the laying bare of our essential being. 
not how our being might become if we meditate for long enough or practice hard enough, or if we follow one teacher or tradition as opposed to another. The recognition of our true nature as inherently peaceful and unconditionally fulfilled awareness is not something a person attains. Only awareness is aware. It is awareness that loses itself in experience and seems to become a temporary finite self or person and then returns to or recognizes itself again. Just as John Smith veils himself with his own activity, seeming to become King Lear, and then unveils himself. There is no such thing as an enlightened person. In the ultimate analysis, there is simply no independently existing person in the first place to be enlightened or not. Neither the Buddha nor Ramana Maharshi nor Meister Eckhart was enlightened. There is only the light of the self, the light of our being, veiling itself with its own activity of thinking and perceiving, then unveiling and seeming to return to itself. To be established in our true nature implies that experience has lost its capacity to veil its reality. As we sink more and more deeply into our being, the layers of experience which once seemed to obscure our true nature become progressively more transparent and in time shine with the light of being. Our self is unconditioned, unqualified being. Know yourself as that. Rest as that. Even the suggestion to rest as that is ultimately a concession to the separate self or ego, the one who believes that they are other than that. It suggests we are a self who might or might not rest as that. We are that, and its nature is already at rest. It would be more accurate, though again not completely so, simply to suggest, be knowingly, the inherently peaceful and unconditionally fulfilled presence that you always and already are. It is not necessary to change or get rid of any particular experience. We may be deeply depressed or madly in love. We may be walking down the street or drinking tea. Our self shines brightly in the midst of all experience, irrespective of its content. All that is necessary is to allow our self to emerge from the background of experience, just as when an image fades on a screen, the screen seems to emerge. Of course, the screen does not really emerge. It was fully visible all the time. It just seemed to be obscured by the image. If our being seems to be obscured by experience and is as a result not clearly known, then all that is required is to soften the focus of our attention from its content and allow it to come back to ourself. The self returns to itself and recognizes or knows itself again. We cannot become what we always and already are through any kind of practice, nor need we. 
We can only become something that is not what we essentially are. We can become 50 years old. We can become tired. We can become married. We can become lonely. Our essential nature or self is prior to all becoming. We may ignore, overlook or forget what we are. We may lose ourselves in experience. But even then, we remain what we are albeit unknowingly. Once we have allowed our being to be veiled by the content of experience, it will seem to be missing, and this apparent absence of ourself will be accompanied by the loss of our innate peace and joy, the joy of simply being. As a result of this lack, a great search is initiated, which often takes us on a long journey around the world. But we are only searching for our being. Our self is travelling the world in search of itself. If we look for the screen in an image, we will never find it, although all we are seeing is the screen. Likewise, if we look for our self in the content of experience, we will never find it, although all experience is pervaded by it. Our self does not seem to be missing because it is nowhere to be found. It seems to be missing because it is everywhere. It is hidden in plain view. We do not have to go anywhere or do anything to find ourself. In fact, anywhere we go or anything we do would seem to take us away from it because going somewhere or doing something would reinforce the belief that our being is not present. Having said that, for many people who feel their essential being and its innate peace and causeless joy are not present, the first stage may be to undertake some practice in order to access it. It is true that for a mind completely lost in objective experience, it may seem difficult to extricate itself and thus come back to itself. In this case, it may be necessary to engage in a preliminary practice, such as mantra meditation or focusing on the breath, in order to entice the mind away from its exclusive preoccupation with experience, before it is sufficiently free to return directly to its essence. But such preliminary practices are rarely necessary, especially now that the simple, direct approach suggested here divested of the local, temporal customs of the cultures in which it was previously expressed, is being made widely available. The majority of people, whatever their race, religion or creed, and irrespective of the content of their experience, are capable of returning simply and directly from the adventure of experience to their self. That is the essence of meditation and the direct path to peace and happiness. The unveiling of our essential self is sometimes accompanied by a relaxation of tension in the body and an expansion of the mind. These experiences may be pleasurable, but they are temporary side effects that may or may not occur. They may be extraordinary, but they have nothing to do with the recognition of our self or being. There is nothing extraordinary about the recognition of our being. 
and it is quite possible that it will not be accompanied by any unusual signs, at least to begin with, in the body or mind. In fact, the relaxation of the body and mind can happen so quietly and gradually that it is barely registered. In time, of course, the signs become evident, and one who knows their being exudes peace, clarity, and warmth of heart. It would be better not to look for any signs of enlightenment. But if we were to, the best we might find would be a causeless peace and joy that accompanies all experience, irrespective of its content. That would be the first sign in the mind of that which shines behind the mind. This peace is not the result of what is or is not taking place in experience. It is the peace that underlies and pervades it. It is the peace that passeth understanding.